Welcome back to the Resiliency Ninja podcast. I'm your host, Allison Graham. And today we are going to talk about difficult coworkers and what you can do to still enjoy the work you do, be joyful, and not allow frustration and expectation of others to get in the way of your journey and your success. So that is the obstacle we are going to cover today on Facha Fridays. There was an article in the Harvard Business Review, and it talked about the fact that difficult coworkers was actually more stress-inducing than global disasters. And at first glance, I thought, wow, how can that be? And then I thought about it. The truth is we go to work every day, and the people who surround us will most directly influence our level of happiness if we're not able to process and their, our reaction to their actions and be resilient every day. And that is what the Resiliency Ninja message is all about. How do we process these obstacles? Because a difficult coworker is an obstacle. And that means we can get around it, we can go over it, we can go through it, we can um, move it out of the way. I mean, not literally, because these are people, but from a, a perspective of what the challenge is, it's an obstacle. And when we take emotion out of obstacle, then we are empowered to deal with it. When we add emotion to obstacle, we get stressed out. And that's what I want you to avoid because getting frustrated, getting annoyed with other coworkers is just basically a path to victimhood and frustration and annoyance with your job. And ultimately, you're either going to have to quit your job or you are going to have to learn how to deal with this or you're going to have to live a very miserable life. And I do not want you living a miserable life. Now, I want to be clear, this is a very different conversation if you are, if we're talking about a difficult coworker or someone who is on a committee. And actually, as I prepared this, I thought, you know, this is the same with our family when they're not doing what we expect them to do or we want them to do, and even applies to our friendships. It's very different if you're a leader who is responsible for leading behavioral change. And that is a different conversation. And I often have that with my coaching clients. Uh, how do we prepare for those really difficult conversations to empower them to get better and, and do more in their jobs? So let's talk about you and a difficult coworker. And again, we can interchange that with difficult family, friend, uh, someone who you're counting on who is not doing their, not holding up their end of the bargain. When I was younger, my dad used to tell me, you know, you can only control your reaction to situations. You can't control other people. And I've heard that saying so many times and I love it. And it's easier said than done, as are most of the cliches out there when it re referring to resiliency. And so I want to be clear that your initial reaction may be very instinctual when somebody frustrates you. And I think it takes a lot of enlightenment, enlightenment and processing before we get to a point where the same thing that triggers us doesn't continually trigger us to annoyance. We can get there and absolutely you can get there. But in the meantime, there could be an initial reaction where your control is, is how you flip, how quickly you shift from that and how resilient you are to come back to a neutral without allowing that obstacle that's in your way to really cause frustration and take you down that path of annoyance. 
So the first thing I want you to do is as soon as you feel that triggered is to jot and literally just grab a post-it note. Like I'm all about the post-it notes. I've got them everywhere and write down two sides. What's in my control. What's not in my control. What's not in your control is changing another person's behavior. And I think we spend all this time frustrated and complaining and annoyed and wishing they would do better. And the truth is that's not your responsibility and you're not going to be able to achieve it. So what is within your control? Maybe not that instinctual reaction, but the next part of your reaction is within your control. And when we look at the resiliency ninja formula, it begins with self-awareness. So I want you to be very self-aware of what is the trigger? What is the expectation that you're placing on someone else that they are not meeting and therefore it is causing you frustration? And one of the things you may be doing is placing an expectation for that person to do a task or their job in a specific way that you would do it and in a specific timeline that you would do it and with a certain level of finesse that you may do it. And that is the root of your frustration. Expecting someone to do something the way you'll do it in the timeline you want with the finesse that you have is just setting you up for annoyance. So if you can write that down and figure and look at that very objectively and say, is done better than my version of perfect? Everything can be done in a different way and everything can be done better, even if it's done your way. And letting go of that expectation only can happen when you recognize that deep down, that's the issue. So that's the first thing, self-awareness. The second piece in the resiliency ninja formula is your strength. And we break this down into your physical strength, your mental, and your emotional. Now, emotionally, you are allowing someone else to dictate how you feel about yourself. I remember one of my clients, they had a, a person in the office who was really just some days had really bad days. And I don't know if he ever saw how much that impacted other people. And that couldn't be changed, but ever having other people decide, I'm not going to walk on eggshells. I'm not going to allow this person's mood to influence my mood. That's your emotion. And so that takes a little bit of getting used to, and again, starts with the self-awareness. The second thing is from a mental perspective, spending time complaining, remunerating, and just going over and over and over again about what's annoying you is going to make it even more difficult to be resilient. And that's why it's like, as soon as that soundtrack starts playing in your mind, or you get into the coffee break room and start complaining about this other person, and gossiping, that's the worst thing you can do because whatever we focus on is what we get more of. And so focusing and complaining on a person's behavior is just going to amplify it and make it harder for you to be resilient. The next thing is your physical strength. When you recognize that you're being triggered and you're annoyed by a person, I want you to find your facha. <laughs> like I have my facha, which brings me back to a place of grounding and reminds me that I'm in control of choosing if I'm going to be a victim in a circumstance or I'm going to rise as a resiliency ninja. And we have to challenge ourselves to do this every day. 
And what is the physical thing that you can do that is just going to reset you and take you away from the pattern of complaining and annoyance and frustration and get you back on track to focus on what you are doing? And I always believe that taking the right action and focusing on our own work can help us ignore the work or lack of work in this case that somebody else is, is doing and achieving. And the last piece of the Resiliency Ninja formula is your resourcefulness. And often when I talk about resourcefulness, I think I talk about the creating workarounds to deal with your adversity and, and the obstacles that you're dealing with. So what, what are the things in front of us and how can we be really creative about shifting how we react and, and what we do and so we can continue to move forward and not allow our obstacles to stall our progress. And in this case, the resourcefulness is a very, <laughs> very, very different option or um, a piece of advice for me. And I'm going to ask you to literally bite your tongue. <laughs> bite your tongue. It sounds so simple. And it's not bite your tongue because I don't want you to be empowered to speak your truth and, uh, you know, really share when you're supposed to. It's not that. But I've recognized uh, in watching human behavior, and I'm sure you have too, but you may not be aware of it, that continually nagging someone will never result in a task being done without resentment. So nagging leads to eventually a task being done and the person who did it being annoyed and resentful. And so it doesn't work. Instead, what we can do is we can appreciate people for what they do do, and we can trust them to step up and give them the space to step up and empower them to do things in the way that they do them. And bite your tongue also applies not just to what you say, but to your physical action and doing it. Because here's the thing. A lot of times when we believe that somebody is, is slacking, and not doing this, and whether it's you know taking out the garbage or doing the dishes or you know getting that report done for a client or you know whatever it is in, that they aren't getting done that's frustrating you, the tendency for someone who's a real achiever and wanting to do it is to step in and do it for them. The problem with that is that you enable the behavior of slacking off. And that is within your control. Stay within your lane. Do the things that you can do and you're responsible for. And you know what? If, if they don't get it done and it needs to get done, it's just not done. And they need to deal with the consequences. And so often, instead of allowing somebody who is dropping the ball to deal with the consequences that come from dropping the ball, someone else swoops in, saves the day, gets it done, and you know what? Then the other person learns, oh, actually, I can keep slacking off. This is pretty good. I'm going to get paid for somebody else doing my work. They only get to do that if somebody else is doing their work because eventually, if enough times the ball gets dropped, they're either going to lose their job 
or they're going to realize, okay, nobody's going to step in for me. I have to take responsibility for myself. And that would be the ideal. You take your responsibility for your actions. They take responsibility for their actions. And then it becomes a more harmonious workplace. But until you give them the bandwidth to hang themselves and, and go and fail, they, they're never going to feel the pain of failure. And they're never going to have to try to save face. So because you're saving it for them and that's not your responsibility. So there you go. The resiliency ninja formula applied in a circumstance of dealing with difficult coworkers. I would love to hear from you. How are you, do you deal with difficult coworkers? I know, uh, again, I mean, my coworker is Winston. Uh, <laughs> no, he's pretty good. I got to tell you, uh, hanging out, but I'm in a shared office space. So there are sometimes things that happen. I sit on lots of committees and boards and do a lot of charity work and have to work in teams in that environment. And of course, with my clients, I'm in and their offices and, uh, seeing these dynamics at a, a long time, uh, a lot of time. So, uh, speaking from experience and research and I hope that this helps you, but I love to hear from you the listeners of the Resiliency Ninja podcast and vlog. I hope that gives you some perspective as you walk into the office tomorrow. If you're dealing with someone who is uh, challenging and, and dropping the ball, those are the things that you can do. First, figure out what's in, within your control, what's not within your control. Take self-awareness, step one of the Resiliency Ninja formula. Figure out, are you placing undue expectations on another person's performance that isn't your responsibility? Then we want to look at our strength, the mental strength, calming the story around the annoyance of this person. And then we want to look at our physical. Is there something you can do to either remove yourself from the situation or when that frustration comes up, re, uh, reset, which is like my facha. And then your resourcefulness of biting your tongue. And by that, I mean, just stop the nagging. Stop asking somebody, you know what, just empower them and give them enough room to figure out either they need to step up or they need to step out. And if you keep swooping in and saving the day, they're never going to have to step up. And so you can become more resilient in your everyday by just focusing on those things and practicing the resiliency ninja formula. Let me know what you're doing and how you're applying this information. Don't forget to subscribe. If you know somebody who needs to hear this, please share it with them. Uh, we're getting a lot of momentum around the resiliency ninja podcast. I'm so excited hearing from people around the world, uh, which uh, to me is just, I. Uh, so worth it and so awesome. And I appreciate that. I appreciate every one of you who is listening. And uh, I will see you next time on the Resiliency Ninja podcast. Again, I'm Allison Graham. You can find me at Allison D. Graham on most social media networks. And by that, I mean Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. <laughs> Not quite most. Anyway, have an awesome day until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.